Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about building good business habits. It's well, an exciting. To- it's an exciting topic. Really, I was going to say it was sounds boring. People are it's gripping. It you know, maybe um, double your income by doing these five things every morning. Okay, that's the new name. Double that's your income by doing these five things. But um, in all seriousness, I think that this is a pretty cool episode. There's it's. It's going to be um, very informative, and you are 100% going to get something out, out of this. Yeah. And if you're the type of business owner or, or help to run a business and you don't get something out of this episode, then um, you've already won. Why are you listening to the <laughs> yeah, podcast? Exactly. You're probably not listening <laughs> to the podcast because everybody here wants to improve, right? And yeah. The, one of the inspirations was this is, you know, like Mark Vila and I are both big self-improvers, right? I think it's part of the, the marketing and entrepreneurial mindset that you're always looking for a way to, to be better, to be healthier, to do better with our money, to do better with our business, um, to do better serving you guys, you know, mm-hmm. getting you better information. And, you know, thinking about that, I was on my walk this morning, which um, is part of my uh, fitness program is that I walk four times a week. And um, it just started me thinking about how these are the things that the, there's this set of things that you do every day um, mm-hmm. that work over time versus things that you do like at the last minute. Yep. Um, so like if you're, if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, you know, in the next 90 days, you can't wait 85 days and lose all that weight. Right. It just it doesn't work unless you decide to go to the hospital. Um, (laughs) You know, those are things that you do. You know, you do a a little bit every day. There are things that it's a habit that you develop that will lead you there. Yeah, that's great. And and just talking about the weight loss and and um, and health, um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast, at least that a good friend of mine is a trainer and, and really into all of that. And that's you know, that's always his mindset is kind of this episode is his mindset, right? Is these are the things I do every day. These are the things I tell my clients to do every day. And he said, I, he's, we make a list and you just do this stuff every day, because if you do it every day, you're definitely going to reach your goal one way or the other, you're going to reach it because you're doing these things every single day. And, and, uh, you know, not everybody hits their goal as quick as they want. Every single body is different. Some people he'll say just the weight just drops off them and they get it way stronger, super fast. Other people it's like slow going and you can't see results, um, quickly, but a year later, you know, before and after pictures are crazy. And he said, but it's only the people who do it every day. Right. And I mean, the, the same thing pretty much goes for financing too, for finance, your personal finances mm-hmm. and your business finances. If you've got a goal of, you know, you want to say up, save up 20 grand for a down payment on a house or to write a check for a pool or a car, you know, I mean, you are welcome to play the lottery, um, you know, the day before you need that money and try to see if you can win. 
but that's not a great strategy for most people. You know, you've got to, you've got to take the financial steps, you know, you've got to um, save your money. You've got to invest your money. You have to do these, you have to learn more about investments. You have to do these things on a regular basis in order to improve your financial situation. And um, both of those, you know, personal fitness and financial fitness, um, the way you treat those things to be successful is the same exact way you have to treat your business to be successful. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and I think that as we dive into these, you know, we'll get, we'll cut, we've broken these up into things you should do daily, weekly, and monthly and annually. And as we get into them, a, a lot of it is, is a bit of common sense. And you probably should have some aha moments as you listen to this and you take some notes and write things down and say, you know what, I, I don't do that. I don't keep up on that. And the, what you should visualize in your head, listening to this and going forward would be, you know, two things. If, if I did this every day or every week, what would be better? What are some problems that I would have avoided in the past if I would have been doing this? Right. And then you, you're, you know, your future self would thank you, you know, if you, if you've done that, yeah. um, and then uh, the other, you could pat yourself on the back some too. say, you know what? I do this every day already. And then make yourself feel good that you are doing that stuff every day. And then consider what, what would happen if you, if you wouldn't have done that in the beginning. Yeah. And I, um, I, I love that. Yeah. So maybe should we start with, uh, with every day or do we have any other summary stuff? You know, you know, I've got, I've got a couple more things that I want to, I want to point out. And that okay, is, um, you know, we're going to give you the stuff that uh, we think works has worked for people that we know and, and works for us in, in, you know, some of the things work for us every day, but just like a fitness program or a financial program, um, it might not be for you. These aren't your steps. These are steps that we strongly recommend some of them stronger than others, but you know, the way you work might be different, you know, just like, you know, one of the ways I stay healthy is I'm a vegetarian. One of the ways that you stay healthy might be that you're, on an Atkins diet, or you do keto, or, you know, you may work out every day. If you're into finance, one of you may do real estate and another one might just invest in mutual funds or stock trading or something like that. You're going to, you're going to use your own methodology here to a great extent, but we're going to give you some of the ideas, some of the frameworks that we think are going to help you um, at least if not to follow them exactly to to plan your business out, to be more successful, is to use them as a basis to develop your own hardcore, I do this every day kind of habits. Mm, that's really good. The that, that I want to talk mm. about is, I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits. Oh, and you know what? My friend that I was just speaking about moments yeah. ago, just told me that he's reading that book for the second time. That's like, cool. Like That was like, I think on uh, Sunday this past week, it like just told me about that. Funny. That's a sign. That's a well, sign the, from the universe. I should read that. One one of the things that that I like got immediately added is um the the author starts out by, you know, the because here's what I imagine. You're hearing us talk about this and you're hearing habits, and we're gonna give you stuff you have to do every day. And you're saying to yourself, I'm not the kind of person that does that. Like I don't wake up early and and do things on purpose. I don't you know, um, I don't exercise in the mornings. I don't save my money that way, or I, I don't track my spending. 
you know, you're, you're dealing with your, you're identifying yourself as that person. And one of the things the atomic habits guy talks about is if you identify yourself as athletic upfront and then figure out what you have to do to be athletic, you know, so like if you hear something, you say, Hey, the first thing you have to do, we're going to say this over and over again, when you go in, in the morning is do machine maintenance, you know, like, well, I'm not the one that does maintenance. My husband does maintenance. My wife does the maintenance and he's only available every other Thursday or something like that. You know, you may want to like stop anytime you start to say, I'm not like, I don't do things that way, or I'm not the kind of person that does things that way and be prepared to change it. You know, because if you change it in a positive way, you'll be more successful in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, definitely um, the way you define yourself is a really interesting thing that's discussed across uh, any book that you read about sales or entrepreneurship or parenting or anything that's a goal-oriented book. They will tell you that the way you define yourself, the words you use about yourself uh, determine your future. You know, it's like you, you create self-fulfilling prophecies in a way where, um, and I watched something the other day on a video the other day, and it was about, um, this is a little side note, but I I find it interesting and I've got a microphone. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Podcasters are all very important. (laughs) No, but, um, it's true though, that, and it has to do with this is the gentleman said, um, stop saying that you're bad at remembering names. Because as soon as you say that, you've given yourself an excuse to forget the person's name that you're about to hear. Yeah. And you're going to forget it because you've said, you've told the person, hey, I'm going to forget your name and it's okay. So then you, you just put no priority on remember their, remembering their name. So you'll never get better. You'll never get better at it. And you will always be bad at remembering names. And guess what? There And the other thing is, is there's no such thing as people who are bad at remembering names necessarily versus people who are good at remembering names. Okay. Now there, there are people who have a really good memory and they just recall things much faster. Right. Yeah. And they, and they may seem like they remember names better, but the average person who remembers names, they remember names because they just focus on who the name is. They maybe repeat it back to the person. They, Oh, is that Kathy with a C or a K, you know, and they say yeah. things like that. Um, so anyway, I think that it goes right with what you said. If you're the type of person who said, Oh, I, I don't operate like that in the morning. I can't, you know, do this. Well, why are you defining yourself that you can't? Yeah. Why don't you say, well, what can I do? Yeah. So anyway, let's maybe that. we That's go great. into some of these things. So, so, Let's um let's jump into some of the um like habits for your business life that Mark Vila recommends that you do every day. <laughs> I don't recommend any of these. Okay. okay. Um I recommend them all and the Mark Stevenson you have to get credit for this one because I really think I know I'm guilty of this type of behavior myself. But you know uh, first, we'll, well, for one, I'll back up a second. We're going to talk about <clears throat> things you should do every day, things you should do every week, things you should do every month, right? And we're going to start on daily and move our way up as we wrap them up. So the first thing you should do every day that you're working is machine maintenance. Yeah. And I just Surprise. thought it was so, 
<laughs> yeah, I thought it, but I and I thought it was I was like, of course. But then when I really thought about it, I said, you had said you're going to get an email or a phone call that's going to suck you into something. Yeah. And then you don't do your machine maintenance. Yeah. I, and, I mean, th- yeah. this is really like the the best example of your priorities making a difference because it's probably not going to matter if you wake up and you start dealing with customers on Facebook or on your phone through email and things like that. And then it's noon and you're already into your job and you never did the machine maintenance like that has serious consequences over time, right? Because if the habit is, and this is going to be different for every machine, by the way, everything we name is different for every business. You've got to be cognizant um, of what your business is, what your equipment is and what you do and not, and and that's I think why Mark Predis did a um, predic predicist. I don't have a word for that right now. I said <laughs> I said in the beginning. You said in the beginning. Don't don't set yourself up with I don't do that. I'm that not I'm not that type of person. Don't allow these excuses to rule over the fact that that you get to make individual choices. But if you have a direct to garment printer, your daily maintenance schedule is going to be significantly different in what you're needing to do than if you have um, a digital heat effects white toner printer. Yeah. Vastly different, right? And, and, the, and the consequences are different. And the consequences are different. But um, but just because you have a, you know, quote unquote, maintenance free printer doesn't mean <clears throat> that you shouldn't make sure it's free of dust, you know, make sure that, you know, like other, make sure that there's paper inside of it, you know, whatever, whatever things you might do, check yeah. toner levels, you know, things like that. So, um, but if you allow yourself to not adhere to a daily maintenance schedule, whatever that might be, then it's so easy for you to get into a habit of getting sucked into other things every day. And then it builds up over time, especially if you have something like a DTG printer or an embroidery machine that you're forgetting to um, oil every other day, you know, and then next thing you know, you have a big job. There's a bunch of thread breaks happening. You don't understand why, because you didn't do anything wrong. But the thing was, was for the past two months, you were supposed to be cleaning, uh, you know, cleaning out your, uh, you know, your rotary hook and bobbin, yeah. and bobbin case and checking the tension of your bobbin case and all these things. And you weren't doing it. And slowly things are building up in there. Next thing you know, you've got a big chunk of lint in the back, in the back of your rotary hook where your bobbin goes Yeah, and you go to replace that and you just jam the machine up and next yeah. thing, and you ruin a jacket. And I'll, I'll tell you that if you've got any kind of a liquid ink machine, you know, if it's a UV printer or a DTG printer or one of our high volume direct to film printers now, um, let me tell you, if the machine breaks for some reason because you didn't maintain it, if you lose a head, you know, um, you're down and it's expensive. So, you know, that daily maintenance is going to be extremely important. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you've got a you know, one of the white toner printers, or you've got a sublimation printer, or you've got an embroidery machine. If you go to do a job for that day and you're having problems with the machine or it just doesn't work for any reason at all, you're closed. So, you know, that that's why the daily maintenance or, you know, just making sure everything is working properly is number one. 
Mm-hmm. It's great. And get a cup of coffee, check your machines. Yeah, it's it's really good. And and I it can even be because all, all other types of weird things happen too that aren't that don't necessarily have to do with the machine. Um, for example, um, if you wake up, pour your coffee, read emails, get sucked into a phone call, and meanwhile at at one at one, it's it's 8 a.m. By 1 p.m., you need to start a production job. So you're just doing your other stuff and you haven't looked at your equipment. You go to d- turn the machine on. It doesn't turn on. Right. You realize that uh, the breaker in your office is it won't stay on. Yeah. It just broke like the 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 breaker broke. Right. And so now you're either going to Lowe's and buying a new little breaker switch or you're calling an electrician. Yeah. And but it's 12 o'clock and you're going to start at one versus if you would have just checked everything at 8 a.m., you could have realized the problem then and either gone and fixed it or called somebody to come fix it way early. So it's not necessarily. And and so that's kind of um, just goes, does is everything turning on? Does everything look clean? Does everything look right? There are all my levels fine. You know, it's just really good. And it's so fast for the most part for most yeah. equipment. Yeah. You go in, check your equipment, turn your heat press on, you know, do, do the whole thing, make sure everything is working and that will pay off. This is the mm-hmm. one daily, daily task. One of the daily tasks that like, I think you and I are both on board with. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really care what your pattern is. You know, you should really be, if my, if I wake up in the morning and my internet is not working, I'm closed. Right. So, you know, make sure that you're, you're on top of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's really, it's just, it's just really important and it's so simple. So don't give, don't give up on that one and don't brush it off. <laughs> um, yeah. So the next thing on our list, if we're ready to move on yep. um, is uh, check your job schedule check your calendar, you know, go through what what do you have going on today? Yeah. You Um, should, that should be a daily thing, you know, right after you um, do your maintenance, you should just pick up your phone, pick up your computer and say, what's on deck. Yeah. I, I, I envision like, you know, you, um, you do all your uh, maintenance checks and everything, and then you turn on your computer and you open up your calendar which has your to-do list in it. And the first thing you do is you check off that you did your machine maintenance that morning. And the second thing you do is you take a look at all the other pre-planned activities that you've got, right? You know, what are the jobs that are due today? Um, Is there a checklist for each job that I need to go through, et cetera? Yep. Uh, So I've got today, um, today I've got to do my maintenance. I've got to make 20 hats. I've got to make 15 t-shirts. We're making a sign. Uh, and then I've got a phone call at 2 p.m. with a potential buyer. I've got a follow-up phone call at 4 p.m. with a previous customer who wants to discuss, you know, next year's plans. Yeah. Uh, and then I've, you know, and then I've got to get to the bank and do. Hey, you know what? Game. If you're, I'm just going to say this. If you're uh, an unpopular opinion, if you're doing all this on a legal pad, you're not doing it right. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I understand that maybe your preference to just write things down on a on a piece of paper, um, but there's no reminders built into a piece of paper. You can't move a task automatically from one place to another. You can't communicate your with your clients from that piece of paper. Um, 
You can't add notes if you've done a one through 10 to-do list of your day. You can't add notes if things change or other things that you want to remember. If you're running any kind of a business that relies on you doing things properly on a regular basis, you know, I mean, Google comes free with a calendar. It's not, it's not tough. Yeah. So uh, something electronic is good. Uh, and it does allow you to easily take it portable, right? So you do something on your desktop, it's immediately going to be updated on your phone or on your tablet too. Um, and you can also share that calendar with uh, your spouse or your coworkers or your clients even potentially um, and add people. Um, so it, it's a great thing, but having a, having a calendar slash task list is really important. And you should just check that early yeah. in the day. And I know that every day that I forget to check my calendar or check or check my list is a day that I get surprised that I have an 11 AM meeting and I'm just into doing something and I'm just yeah. staring and typing away and going. And then I get a pop-up on my computer that says you have a meeting in 15 minutes. I'm like, I, dang, now I got to stop what I'm doing, check yeah. that. And it's only on the days where I don't just quickly, you know, and, and it takes seconds. I go into my, you know, I get my phone out and I just go and I'm walking to my office and I just yeah. pull up my calendar and I say 2 PM today, 11 AM. Perfect. Yeah. You know, and if you're, and if you're, mm -hmm. if you're not somebody that already uses one of these calendars, then the, there's a couple reasons it's worth it. And one of them is what Mark Vila said because that happens to me normally when I'm writing articles for one of the websites or a side client or something like that mm -hmm. is I'm in the middle of writing and I forget that time is passing. Even if I know that I've got that 11 o'clock meeting, the automated pop-up that I can set for five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes before a day before, it really doesn't matter. You can set it, you know, saves me from missing mm -hmm. that meeting or being late a hundred percent of the time. If you didn't know this, if you've got an appointment with uh, with a customer, if you send them a calendar mm -hmm. invitation, you can also set their reminders. Like it doesn't just remind you that you've, you're supposed to talk to somebody on the phone in 10 minutes. It reminds them too. So it's a much more efficient and they could be in the same situation. Now they're, they're expecting your call. You know, and you can use these reminders for... Um, or, hey, you need to start this job at one o'clock. It's noon. It's a reminder mm -hmm. to make sure everything is ready. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is a it's it's a big deal. And I promise mm -hmm. if you make it a habit, um, it'll be super useful. Yeah, that's great. It's great. And it's a simple thing. So um keep on it. Get the apps. If you get an app you don't like or you get a use a program you don't like, just pick a different get one. Another one. You know, get a different one. It's fine to change it. You know, it might be a pain in the butt when to switch through a few, but eventually you find something you're really into and and you use all the time and you don't mind and, and you get used to everything too. Um when we first started using um, Asana as a task manager that we use often, um, yeah. you know, I was used to other ones and I just didn't like the workflow as much. And, and but other folks on the team did. So I said, hey, if you guys like it, I'll, I'll learn it. And then uh, now I know it now. It's easy yeah. to me now, you know, and it, it just it took some time. But at first at first I, I wasn't into it, but I did know that if I just stuck with it then um, it would make things easier. And now, now it's great to be able to just pop in there, make a task, assign it to somebody or share it with somebody else. And, and everybody's on board and all the communications right there. Yeah. And if you, if you don't know, like a project management software is kind of, it's almost like a next level calendar. 
but for but for jobs and longer term projects. Like we use mm-hmm. it at Cold SE. When you see one of the vi- when we publish a video, there's about um, I think it's nine individual tasks yeah. that are set mm-hmm. up in advance so we can do that video. And it includes the same things you have, which is order the blanks, make sure the blanks are in, get the artwork done, um, make sure that we've got all the supplies necessary to do this particular job, Um, shoot the video, edit the video, publish the video on YouTube, publish the video on, on Facebook. Like all those things are set one right after the other. And yeah. so if you're, if you want to get that complex, you know, we can go into more Asana when applications like that later, but the, the baby step version of that is running your calendar for your business. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And then, so right after that, so um, right after you've kind of checked what you've got going on today and make sure that that's up to date, um, uh, you made a note in here, which is similar as kind of um, just check and enter in any new orders that need that have come in, right? So yeah. if you haven't put something on the calendar yet, if you haven't put it into your production, if you have a way of managing production, either through software or, or, or something like that, make sure that any new orders are kind of getting entered into that system. Right. I, uh, and, and I do want to like um, point out that one of the important things that you need to, to make a part of your job schedule or checklist is to... Um, and what reminded me is, is because we do our videos on Wednesday and when we come in on Wednesdays, we expect the blanks that we ordered to be there ready. And about mm-hmm. 25% of the time they're not. Um, and you know, we get a little, a little angry about that because it's not all ready to go. So we have to make, make, um, last minute changes and moves and stuff, but you know, it's because we didn't check that they were going to be shipped. We didn't check that they were shipped. So if your schedule looks like I've got a um, a 16-piece jacket order that I need to do today, now is not the time to check to see whether you have them in stock, right? So every day you should look at your, you know, when you look at your calendar, you've got your production schedule there. Are the blanks, have the blanks shipped yet? They were supposed to ship. Mm-hmm. Um, how about supply status? Do I, am I going to have the supplies that I need for the following day or the following job? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes good sense. And I like uh, that it's a bit of um, checking on orders that are happening today, checking on orders that are happening on the future and making sure that all of the individual checklists for those things are on deck, um, including, you know, our supplies ordered in stock, you know, things of that nature. And yeah. uh, I think that's something that what it's actually, I, fi- I think that it's a scale in the beginning. It's very easy because you don't have a lot of orders. Right. Right. And then, and then you get to a breaking point where now you kind of have to think of, here's all my orders and here's all the ink I'm going to use. And is this enough? Do I have enough to last this period of time? Because it's no longer just, do I have enough ink for 50 shirts? It's, do I have enough for 50 and then a hundred and then 50 and then 250 as each day of production moves along. Uh, But, but now that we've gone through and we've checked kind of our, our orders, our production and everything that goes along with those from supplies to blanks. Um, 
Next is communications. That's your next on your list that you're going to do. So uh, answer emails, schedule calls, um, chat, you know, whatever to live chat with folks, whatever you're going to do, um, create appointments, schedule tasks, whatever they, they are, but you should be focusing uh, it towards the beginning of your day of responding to things. Yeah, I, I like that. So, you know, let's say you, and you know, please notice where this is in the order of things, mm-hmm. right? Because what you're going to do is you're going to open up your email and there's going to be 57 emails in there and 45 of them are going to be spam. But the rest of them, you know, you're going to have, okay, I've got somebody emailed in an order or placed an order with me. Let me get that entered in. Okay. This vendor said they've got a new deal. Let me respond and find out what that is. You know, um, let me, I've got, um, I've got somebody that asked for a quote Mm -hmm. and for the, for the ask for a quote in the new order, you should stop after you read that email and create the associated appointments and tasks that go with it. Right. So I got a new order in what's my new order procedure. I order the blanks. I put it in the production schedule. I do all these things. Mm-hmm. I've got, um, you know, something else going on. I've got a, um, I've got to call this person back on Tuesday. Is going to be out of town this week. Okay, so I'm going to set up a task to call on Tuesday. You know, right there while you're in that email before you move on to the next one. Yeah, it, it is tricky because um, emails and calls and and communication like that can turn into little mini rabbit holes that you get sucked into and eat up a lot of time. And sometimes it's good and it turns out to be something good. Other times it's, uh, it is good, but it's not productive. Mm-hmm. And other times it's just bad that you did that, right? It's just, you just wasted time and it's hard to discern that stuff. And sometimes you don't know what it's going to be. And I try to personally, what what I do with, uh, on my daily stuff, since I don't, I don't do production on a daily basis, but answering emails is not the first thing that I do. Right. Um, I will, uh, you know, sometimes I I will look at my task list and then I I will look at my emails personally. That's what I do. Yeah. I look at my emails to see if there's a new task I'm going to add today. So I saw one here, which is um, about Coldesi graphics that I saw this morning. And I knew it was something, and I knew it was going to take me an hour. Now, the easy thing is, as I need to handle this, I'm going to jump in and handle it. Right. But that doesn't fit into the production of my day. So um, I also see some emails that need a quick reply. And I know that they're only going to take a minute to reply to. But again... There were some important things that I knew I needed to happen, which are my machine maintenance, maybe, and my scheduling some things that were first. And then come, you know, uh, nine or 10 o'clock, then I was ready to respond to these emails because I knew nothing was on fire, right? I knew that there wasn't anything on fire. There wasn't any emergencies. There was no difference on this person saying that a vendor was delaying sending us a product. There was going to be no change if I responded to him, thanks now or at, or tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, but it is important to um, manage communications every day. And uh, part of it is you just shouldn't allow more than 24 hours to go without responding to somebody. So I, I, I like that a lot because my day is, um, 
And I think it's good to talk about this because we've both got different procedures. Um, the first thing I do is my version of machine maintenance is I check our incoming leads and inquiries. So, you know, I, I'm responsible for making sure that if any of you inquire about equipment, that it gets into the system properly and we track the number of people that inquire every day and how many people got reached out to and things like that. So one of the first things I'll do is I'll look in our CRM and I'll make sure that everything is okay. You know, um, the next thing that I'll do is I will go to um, check my box. I will go to YouTube and see if there are any comments that I need to answer. I will go into social media and see if there are any urgent requests or any things that I need to change, make sure everything is operating properly. Um, and that's before I do my emails. You know, so and at that point, if I determine that everything is working properly, you know, and it's th these are priorities. If I look in the number of inquiries we got coming in yesterday was 50 percent of what they were the day before, then I have a completely different set of stuff that I prioritize. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like if you come in one day and you go to do maintenance on your um, sublimation printer and it doesn't turn on, like Mark Vila says, well, you've got some more important stuff to do in the next 20 minutes to right. get that handled, right? So this is the way my day starts. And then right. I go and, on and, to the rest of the stuff. And that machine, and for example, that machine maintenance, and this is just something to kind of tie it together, yeah, is yeah. making sure that machine is going to be up and running for production that you have to do over the next couple of days, takes precedent over a customer inquiring about an order that they want to place for the fall. Yeah. It, even though it may not, it doesn't always feel that way, right? Because it's like, listen, if I respond to this customer, they're going to know I'm very attentive and I'm going to get that order, which I'm going to get that money. And if I don't get that money, I'm not in business, you know, which is a true piece of right. that logic is all true. Yeah. However, if your machine's not working, you're not going to fulfill the orders that you have promised to fulfill today, which is going to make you look way worse than if you responded to an email at 11 a.m. instead of nine. Yeah. Because no, nobody noticed that you responded it at 9 a.m. or 11. You know, I'm trying to go back to those two examples with the with the fitness and financial health. Yeah kind of thing. And, and it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're on the track where you're investing in mutual funds and your 401k and you're doing that, and that's how you're going to, going to end up, um, end up incredibly wealthy, then, um, then, you know, buying those lotto tickets, you know, spending, spending that initial cash in, um, you know, someplace else, like on dinner or a new car or something like that, 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 that takes you right off track mm -hmm. and it's a little negative, but even getting spun up or involved with a customer, right, right in the beginning, even though it may eventually be a good thing, you know, gets you off track and it breaks that pattern, mm -hmm. makes it less likely you're going to do the right thing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it, I just love this whole concept of the day. It's yeah. just, it's so simple and it actually works. And this isn't something that I feel like I invented or anything like that, but this is something that I've read consistently over the years and reading books about organization and things like that. And they talk about, I mean, all the way from, um, you know, when you, what are the habits that you do in the morning? Why do you do that first? 
why are you brushing your teeth and washing your face and drinking water as first thing in the morning? Because these are like basic human health things that you should do first. You should wake up and drink a glass of water and hydrate yourself and then brush your teeth and clean up because cleaning up is going to prevent infection and brushing your teeth is going to keep your teeth clean. And everything else in life will get messed up if your health goes down. Man, now, and, see, see, now you threw me for a loop because what I usually do is I just reach over and I turn on the caffeine IV. Yeah. Okay. I have that I sleep with in my arm. Or at least you um, didn't say gin. So, no, that's at night. I'm <laughs> um, speaking of wrapping things up. Um, okay. There, there is, there is like, there's a daily wrap up procedure. So it's not just what happens in the morning um, that starts your day and, and, you know, cements your habits for success. It's what you do at the end of the day. And in, um, you know, in, in a lot of the business books, they'll, they'll talk about this in terms of making sure you get to sleep properly. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do the hour before you get to sleep? Turn off all your screens, you drink, drink water, you eat something like this, or you meditate or you stretch or you do, you do something, you know, to put you in this position there are things that you do in your customization business to wrap up a day that will also contribute, maybe not the same, but really close to the same, um, contribute the same amount to your success as what you do first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those last things include, believe it or not, there's maintenance that you do at the end of the day on a lot of equipment. Right. So like, for example, um, if you have one of our uh, direct to film printers, the the high volume uh, stuff, then there is a morning turn on procedure that takes a little time. And there's definitely uh, an end of shift or end of day procedure that you've got to follow. Where the machine does not work right for the startup procedure the next the next morning. So, you know, the. Every machine or a lot of some, some equipment has a, a shutdown procedure that you need to follow. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, and if your equipment doesn't have like any big type of stuff to do, you know, again, there's really simple things you could do if you have an embroidery machine. Maybe at the end of the day, there's really not that much to do, mm-hmm. right? But the simple stuff you do is just you make sure it's dust free. You blow some air in spots where, where dust and fibers can connect with a little can of air and you make sure it's turned off. Yeah. And that's it. You know, literally 30 seconds, you know, of, of, of work. And, um, but that's your shutdown procedure is I make sure the machine's put away. I make sure I blow out some dust from a couple (laughs) of these spots. I make sure I wipe this down. I turn it off and I unplug the machine, you know, whatever, whatever your procedure is for your day, for where you are, that's what you do. And, uh, and then the same is going to be true even outside of the equipment maintenance side. Something that I do as my daily wrap up is I check my calendar and my task list. And I'm just like, did I do everything? Okay. I did everything I wanted to get done. Um, I didn't do this. But why? I mean, the million excuses why you didn't do it. Like you literally couldn't, you were waiting on somebody else, uh, an emergency came up and now you just chose that that's a task and you just, you have to move it to the next day. But right. I make sure that all that's done. Um, and then I'll go through um, and then I'll usually do like an email wrap up again. 
and I'll just go through the emails and just, is there anyone else I should respond to? No, um, I'm not going to get sucked into a rabbit hole because the day is ending. Right. I, yeah, I see something that's new. Yeah. Yeah, I see something that's a little bit of a concern. Um, will it make any difference if I handle it now or tomorrow? No. You know why? Because, you know, uh, the person that I'm emailing is on vacation. Yeah. This would be so, no so difference. Then what do you do? You, you, yeah. you go through it and you, you set up a task for when the person gets back from vacation. If, you, if there's something you didn't accomplish and you're using a digital calendar that you're supposed to do today, then you just click on it and you drag it to your next available slot to make sure yep. you accomplish it. Yep. So that's good. And, and so then now after you've done that, your daily kind of, um, your, your daily wrap up, it's time to move on to weekly stuff. Hey, I do have one, um, piece of equipment thing that you really have to do at the end of the day. Okay. Turn off your heat press. Okay. That's a good turn, one. Turn, turn off your heat press and your electric bill will thank you. And, um, also if you have a, um, if you have a coffee machine in a bigger office, how many times have we come into cold Essie and just there's there's just a ruined coffee carafe because yeah. it's it's been baking overnight? <laughs> you know, just just even if you don't have any, even if you've got an embroidery machine in the back of your house, just like just walk through and make sure everything's good. A, 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 a nighttime checklist for your personal self is a great thing for your office and your business as well. Right. Nighttime checklist would be, you know, turn this off, turn that off, check this, make sure this is good. Maybe it's not turn it off. Make sure it's make sure it's on. Yeah. Like your sublimation printer, you want to have it on overnight because it's going to do maintain itself. Yep. So so make sure the coffee pot's on, make sure the sublimation, make sure the coffee pot's off, make sure the sublimation printer's on. Right. Yeah. So make your list. Good. I like that. Okay. Uh so weekly. The what's great is as um, daily is like the busiest thing, because if you're doing stuff every day, your weekly list is nice and short. You're right. Should be short. <laughs> so um, for weekly stuff, uh, you know, Mark, you put here, which I think is great, is marketing basics. Yeah, you tell I us mean, we, we've got whole episodes on making sure on doing marketing checkups and, you know, uh, going through. I mean, I would every week make sure your contact forms are working on your website. Make sure somebody can actually place an order on your Shopify store. Mm. Um, dial your phone number and make, make sure that that's working and the answering and the answering is working. Mm -hmm. You know, when I mm -hmm. talk about like the marketing basics, you know, uh, that's my maintenance is, you know, like, like I mentioned, I do that stuff every day. You know, I check with on our incoming inquiries every day. Um, if there's any error at all, I'll check, I'll go through the websites and make sure all the forms are working. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's good. It's just uh, kind of a weekly checkup to make sure that everything is, is up and running just similar to equipment. Um, I don't think you should be checking your website and forms and phone numbers every day no. because the chances are it's, it's almost never going to be broken or go down, but it's, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't go weeks and weeks without just checking to make sure some things work. Because it takes only a couple minutes. Yep. Um, there's also um, this maybe a time where you do your social updates. Um, depending on your business, you know, you may be in social media every single day, and that's your task list. Um, you might not, um, but if you're on LinkedIn and, and you want to keep your LinkedIn profile up or your Google profile or your Facebook page, then once a week you should have scheduled to do that. 
Yep. Share something, share the work you did, share an article you you write. If you do, you know, if you do writing or if you do vlogging, uh, make sure that your uh, YouTube video is uploaded and your and your page is uh, is is up to par for for your standards. You know, this is all just so dependent on the business. Yeah, like like for example, I mean, you know, we have people posting on Facebook and Instagram all the time. Um, I post in. Um, LinkedIn about weekly. That's one of my Sunday morning tasks when I do reports and things like that on a weekly basis. I'll usually do a post for Cold Essie, um, talking about a particular product or you know a, a new video that we've done. I think that that's pretty good. Um, I don't know how often we're posting on TikTok, Mark Vila. Weekly, weekly. So that's yeah, at least at least once a week. There you go. So you know you should have something similar. You know if you're not on any social media profile, maybe part of your marketing basics is to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and there's just a little note in here in regards to all of these things, right? The marketing basis checklist. It's extremely important to understand that your business is unique. Yeah, it just is unique. It is its own thing. It's different than 100% of every other business out there. So if you have, if you read some posts about, well, you should be posting a TikTok three times a day. Somebody will say that. I'm not even going to argue that that's a wrong statement, but um, why, right? Coldessi, he doesn't get, weren't, our goal is not to, and we don't get most of our business from TikTok and from social media. Right. We get more business from people going on to Google and saying, how do I how do I sublimate something or how do I prop? What's the best machine to buy for this? Right. And that's how we're answering questions and providing education, just like this podcast. And that's more important, more important to our business and how we treat our customers and our philosophy than it is to posting interesting and cool things on TikTok. Uh, but we still think it's important to do it. So we're we're choosing, well, we're just going to post once a week for people who f- want to follow us and who enjoy it. And they can see what we're working on because that's how, that's how they want to keep up with us. And that's how we do it. So your business might be the same way. Somebody might tell you, oh, you're not on TikTok. You're missing out on so much stuff. Okay, well, you can stop and look at that as a marketing task. And say, do you want this to be part of your marketing? Is it important? Why? Um, if you're complaining, I have no business. I've got nothing to do. Okay, then maybe maybe, maybe you try can that. consider that as something yeah. to try. But if you're already busy and you're doing a lot of things, then it's like, okay, well, listen, I get a lot of business from here. I still want to post on LinkedIn though, because I'd like to let my customers know what's up though. But I'm not going to do TikTok. Maybe maybe another day when I have more time. Yeah. Right. Um, not another day, but another uh, point in time of many days where you there, make a decision yeah, like to do that. it for a long period of time. <laughs> um, so anyway, that so this this weekly marketing basics are your marketing basis basics and only yours. Um, so uh, like you said, you know, check to make sure things are working. Do your social updates. Do your LinkedIn updates. Do your Google updates. Check your reviews. Respond to them. Figure out all the marketing basics that you're going to do. And then do those, make sure that those are updated at least once a week. Yep. I I like that a lot. And the other thing that you want to do is um, you want to check in with your your business finances every week. 
And by that, I mean like on a small scale. Like, so if you were owed money this past week, if you had invoices come due this past week, did you pay mm-hmm. all your bills? You know, maybe once a week, um, one afternoon or evening or morning every week, you sit down and you open up your accounting software and your bank account and you make sure that 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 no one owes you money and you don't owe anybody else money. Mm-hmm. And I made money this week and I didn't make money this week. You know, where am I on that business progress? Like, like, um, like for an exercise program, maybe you do a weekly weigh-in you know, or weekly blood pressure check or, you know, what you see how your stocks or investments or your home rentals have done for the prior week. Yeah. Good business check is, is pretty good though. What's happened this, and this doesn't have to be, um, I don't think it necessarily has to be a formal written down thing necessarily. This could just be just like a progress check. Look at some things. How are things looking this week? What did you do? What did you do bad? What did you do good? You know, stuff like that. Um, and you mentioned finances in here. Um, checking on your financial life for your business is important too. So if you use uh, software like um, uh, Stripe or FreshBooks or QuickBooks or anything that you're doing to manage income, incoming and outgoing money, you should make sure that that's reconciled to a degree. So um, in software like QuickBooks and FreshBooks, um, when you go in there, uh, you're going to have, if it's synced to your bank account and stuff, automatically there's going to be a list of charges incoming and outgoing um, that aren't connected to anything yet. And they'll just let you know. And sometimes it's literally 10 minutes of you just, you drag, drop, make a note, check it. And then you say, okay, like clean. Um, I remember the first time that I did jumped into a software like that for me, I'd been like two months, I'd done none of it or three months maybe. Um, and then I had like this list and it wasn't crazy. Like it was only an hour or two maybe. Um, but still like it, you, it's preferably to not that stuff pile up because you don't want to be that movie character, like the classic movie character, maybe not nowadays, but from like eighties and nineties where they show up to their accountant and they have a box and they open oh, it yeah. up and it's just like receipts are pour- pouring out, you know, right. like you, you never want that to be you. Um, you want to be the person that um, if at any point in time, you could easily go into your software where you check your money and just have an idea of what's happening. Yeah. Simple. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be I mean, pretty good. <laughs> and I would say that, you know, for, for Coldessi and, and our businesses, you know, every week I take a look at, um, you know, what are, what are sales? How many inquiries did we get in? You know, how much did we spend on advertising? You know, um, and we communicate that with our partners, you know, mm-hmm. with the management team. If it's if it's personal, my wife and I talk about it, you know, so the that whatever your financial check looks like, you know, mm-hmm. do it every week and mm-hmm. you'll just feel more comfortable about what's going on in your business. I definitely feel more comfortable about um the like you know i run the online store for for coldessi our e-commerce store and i feel much better when um every day or every week i do my various checks you know i just go in there i see if there's anything that looks like there's an error you know we go into our various feeds and look at different stuff and it just 
I feel really comfortable. And then at any point in time, if somebody just says, um, Hey, how's this doing? Hey, what's the update on this? Like, I've got a pretty good idea. And sometimes I know it right off the bat. I could tell you exactly. Other times I say, give me two seconds. I'll find out because I'm just used to going there. I'm used to knowing where things are and how to do it. And, and I make it a habit to go in there consistently. Yeah. Uh, so you should be doing something like that with your business as well, especially on the finance side or have somebody doing it for you. If you don't do it personally, right. I, I think that um, it's an important thing to distinct that um, we've made an assumption in some of the words we're using that you are the Jack of all trades and you wear all the hats. So maybe you don't do any of the maintenance personally. That's your business partner or your husband or wife or kid. Um, so in that case, you still need, you should still, Either you need to make sure it's checked off or yeah. or you need to have somebody in charge of making sure it's checked off. And then you make sure that they made sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's this balance that you build between trust of people and your business over time, right? Um, and you've got to figure out what that balance is for you. Cool. All right. So, so um, then, some of those things, I think it's a good transition because some of those things yeah. that we talked about, you may decide to move to monthly mm-hmm. or quarterly. You know, like if you want to do your, I am super anal retentive about um, finances and numbers. So there's no way I would let our ad spend go for 30 days without checking it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not going to happen. But maybe. If you've got a program set up, you know, for advertising for your business and you've got somebody take care of, taking care of it, you really don't want to look at it that often. You just want to do that. Maybe it's the same way with your, you know, your accounting and meeting with them about your expenses and your income. Maybe you want to just, you don't want to do that weekly. You move it to monthly if you're comfortable with that. I mean, that's how we work, Mark. I mean, I don't check, I don't check the numbers and the ad spend personally every day. Because right. you are. Yeah. So I I, pro- I will check the ad spend and the numbers uh, twice a month right. with something like that. Because and we, get, see- we kind of get together for our monthly report and like take a look at all the all the financial numbers for the companies and, and talk about those then. Yeah. Because why, and, and in the same as with your business, why do you need to check the maintenance every day if, you're, uh, if your business partner is? Yeah. But maybe, maybe once every couple of weeks, you are peeking at the equipment room, looking at it, or you talk to them about it. And I think that's how Mark and I have gotten to do it. I know that he is in there every day checking the numbers and every week he's checking them again. And then he sends a report out and I check the numbers from his report. And then every once in a while, every probably twice a month, I go into the systems myself and I just look for myself. And then every once in a while, I message Mark and I'll ask him a question. Hey, what about this? What's going on here? Did you notice that this isn't performing as well? Yeah. And then we have a conversation about it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you should just be thinking about that with all the stuff in your business too. What is more of a monthly task and a checkup for you? Agreed. Um, but next for monthly would be um, just, I think it's important that every month you should just review what your goals are, quarterly or annual goals. Are you on pace? Do they need to change? Why do they need to change? Yeah. So, I mean, think about this. This is your, this is your monthly weigh-in or this is your personal financial report for the month. 
Did you hit your savings goals? Did mm-hmm. you hit your weight loss goals? Did you hit your number of push-ups goals? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, where are you in this journey that you've decided to take? I opened up my own business and I invested in equipment and I'm doing marketing and I'm, you know, people are trusting me with their money to deliver shirts. How's all that going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And then while we're kind of talking about those goals and stuff, this is the time every month you do your next business check-in. Listen, Our sales I've got to like just jump ahead here because sure. there's something really disturbing okay. on this list. Under cleanup, Mark Vila has written, delete that downloads folder on your computer. <laughs> and if I did that, I wouldn't know where any of my work was. I literally keep everything in my downloads folder. Well, That's all I have to say. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, but uh, kind of the next business check-in stuff is just for the month is how are sales? What problems did you have? What success did you have? What do you wish you did better? This doesn't have to be a formal report that you're doing. This could be a mental check-in. You know, mm-hmm. just look, look at some numbers, look at some problems, think about some problems. You know, um, what were you really happy about said? And this is just a monthly check-in you should be doing for your business all the time. And, and we'll do that. And because we're in marketing, ours can be pretty analytical and it could be a lot about numbers and a hundred things to dive into. But when you're dealing with customers and customer service that you might be dealing with, the, some of this stuff is just going to be, it's uh, just thinking about conversations thinking about interactions, you know, gosh, we had this one customer who was really upset. Why? Because of this and this, how could we have done it better? We should have done this and that. Yeah. Um, And 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 next is the really happy customer. How can we replicate that? And that reminds me, maybe you want to check to Mm -hmm. see if you got any reviews and, you know, if that's one of your goals is to get, you know, a review, a good review every week or, you know, five every month or something like that. Maybe that's, that's some, there's something like that that you want to check on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So um, then we have cleanup. Okay, so you you should have a uh, you have your daily maintenance and cleanup stuff, but you should also have a monthly, right. where you're going through and you're kind of making sure that your shop your shop is in like tip top shape. So um, you do everything every day, but there is is there a corner that's piling up with some stuff? Is there uh, a reason that you have to call up um, a uh, um, maybe maybe you have uh, waste that you need to get picked up and you need to schedule that to be picked up because right. the trash company doesn't pick it up or something like that. Um, you know, so these are things that you just want to make sure that you're not having things pile up. And then I did write error, you know, delete that downloads folder in your computer. Electronically, you should be cleaning some things up too. Uh, so um, if you have, uh, for example, uh, I got a notification a while back that my Gmail was almost full that I needed to buy more space. And I was like, gosh, I was like, probably this entire year, I haven't looked in my my Google Drive or any of that stuff. How much in there is junk? And I went in there and I deleted probably about 20% of the stuff that was just like, I shared a video with somebody that was from my phone, but it was really long. So I couldn't text it to them. So I just put it in Google Drive and gave them the link. Well, that's done. You know, Uh, there was a bunch of pictures from a trip. Um, we had already done things with those pictures. Some, yeah. you know, so like, why do I have them in here again? Um, and, and there was a bunch of emails in there uh, that that could just be deleted, you know? Yeah. So you should just be checking kind of your computer and that downloads folder is one where um, 
where like you mentioned, I mean, things can just pile up in there. And it's like, do you have a bunch of files from customers that you downloaded that you have no use for anymore because you've already put them into tasks, you've already put them into your file manager, you've already done all these things, but they're still, you still have a copy hanging in your downloads folder. That's junk in there that piles up. Yeah. And what you don't want to do is, is every six months hit, you know, con- control A to select all and hit delete because you may be deleting things that are important. So if you're checking that stuff every month or whatever it might be um, on your electronic, uh, uh, your computer phone, you know, things like that as well, then you're more than likely to not have a big mess to have to handle just like with anything else. Okay. Now that you've explained it, I do support that. I do. Okay, good. Very good. Probably not going to do it, but I do. (laughs) So one one thing that I I just remembered um, and I added it, I think to the notes um, is, Hey, guess what? Maintenance. Some of your equipment has monthly maintenance, you know, so you should know that. So every month you're going to keep to your maintenance calendar if you have mm-hmm. have things that you need to do. Yeah, that's really good. And I like that. I, I, I just really think it's important that you separate these things into weekly, monthly, because some of this stuff just doesn't need to be done every day or every yeah. week. And then you just don't do it Yeah, until it's a problem. So I, I, I mean, I do like your um, what you said here about doing like this kind of master inventory check mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. Yeah, that's a really good thing too, um, because some things are um, you should check, but they're not as obvious that you should be checking too when it comes to blanks and supplies and tools and stuff like that too. So, for example, some folks use. Um, uh, accessories for their heat press, like, um, uh, like the flexible finishing sheet, like, uh, Teflon pillows and perfect Mm -hmm. print pads. And these are all little heat press accessories that you use, you know, um, gloves, you know, these are all things that, that people use. Well, um, your flexible finishing sheet, for example, isn't something you run out of. Right. But, but it, it does need replaced. It, it does need to be replaced. And same thing with your Teflon pillows and things of that nature. They do need to be replaced over time. So if every month you're kind of checking this stuff, you know, um, how's the heat press doing? Do a calibration check on the heat press. How are, are, do, how are all the pads? All right, this one's getting kind of flat. Um, I should put it on the list that this needs to be replaced. You know, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, these are the things that you don't need to check every single day. You'll drive yourself crazy. But once a month, it's a good idea to go through all of your shop inventory. Um, this also will give you opportunity that goes into other things we've discussed, like with, um, do you have a box of shirts that's just it piled up in there and there's no use? Yeah. Well, this you can be a marketing opportunity, right? Or a sales opportunity to get rid of those. And, and that's yep. another podcast, but we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like all that. The um, I had a thought with something else that you might do in your shop monthly, other than just clean it up, is um, is check those kind of persistent supplies that might sneak up on you. Like you know, you if you if you've got a roll of backing that you use all the time, mm-hmm. you know, you might not you might you might look at it and still think there's a bunch left, but there's really not. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like, because it's, because it's on a roll and things like that, things like backing and things like pre-treat and, and ink, those are all really heavy. 
So maybe you want to take a good look at what you might be doing for the month and do kind of this master supply inventory look and mm. say that, you know what, um, if I have to two day shit backing, it's going to suck. So, you know, maybe I'll just order an extra roll. You know, if I use the rolled stuff, um, pre-treat is getting a little low. I don't have any jobs planned right now, but it's going to last for a while anyway. So just let me place an order, you know, take a look on the, on the, on a monthly basis and you'll have that extra in stock. Yeah, that's, it's, it's really interesting. And, and, um, you know, scales are actually a great way, a little pro tip on how to check all of this stuff. So if you have like a nice commercial scale, you can weigh ink, pre-treat, rhinestones, vinyl. I mean, you could weigh everything and use a weight as a way of determining how full something is. If visual isn't, doesn't always make sense. Bottles of pre-treat, um, uh, depending on what you're using, you might not be able to see it. So you have to go by weight and feel. Uh, so you, if you physically weigh it, that's a good way to check that inventory. Man, and I, then, that's, a, that's a pro tip right there. I, I got another pro tip. This one's an interesting one, I think. Okay. <laughs> rolled material moves faster as you get down the roll, right? So if you yeah. visually look at a roll of vinyl and it's a very, very large roll, um, you may have um, six inches of vinyl from the core to the top if it's like a really right. thick, big roll, right? Um, well, the time it takes to unravel from 12 o'clock all the way around the clock back to 12 o'clock during that first row is maybe like two feet of vinyl or whatever it is, right? Well, when you get down to that core, that wrap around from 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock again may only be six inches. Yeah. So when you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I've got like a quarter of my vinyl left. Visually, you have a quarter from the original Super length. Smart. But, yeah, that is correct. But you actually have like significant, you actually maybe have 10% left. And that last little bit just will go in a second. You know, you'll just be like, all right, I'm good. You put a vinyl job in this. So this is true of um, vinyl backing, you know, anything for your Roland. Don't allow just necessarily the visual thickness of your roll to understand how much is left unless you're really good at judging that, which is going to take time. So this is uh, why weight can be something that can really help you out. And Man, I, I feel I feel like that's there's a there's a um, apparel decorating supply hacks yes. article video coming. This also works well for you when for the restroom too. Okay, good, good to know. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. The yeah. Emergency situations. <laughs> All right. So speaking of that, um, let's talk about some of the tools that we use and that we might recommend people to use to keep track of all this stuff and to stay on track. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a ton of good stuff out there. So, um, you know, we mentioned Asana already, which is a task management tool. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, Basecamp is another famous one. Um, Trello is another famous one. Um, there's a ton of task management tools, project management tools out there. There's a ton that are for free. And um, does, you know what I don't know 100%, does Google have something in the Google suite not really. Not really, right? Mm -hmm. Not that I know of. I'm calendar. sure some... they lean heavily on calendar. Yeah. So, but I'll, um, I'll tell you, I'll give you the basics. What you what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to look at your uh, projects or your job in some kind of a kind some kind of a visual flow. 
that's going to be the easiest. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is, it could be an order, like a list that you can just drag something and move it around. Or it could be like, if you picture a lot of our customers use a big whiteboard to track their order progress, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got rows, it could be a computer version of that. Yeah. Or that's like Trello is like one category to the other. Yeah. Yeah. Trello Asana is like that too. And one of Asana the is like that too. You know, these are, and um, is Asana free to start? Okay, and yeah, I think Trello's as well. You can start these for free, and and, and a lot they make the, a lot of these are free or almost free to start because they want to get small businesses when 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 they're when they're nothing when they're nobody. So they give it to you for free. You get into using the system, and they just know that one percent of people are going to blow up, and then one day they're going to send you an email that says, "Hey, by the way, that software that's ten bucks a month it's actually going to cost you five hundred a month now because you make a million." You know how bucks many times that's happened to Coldesi? Yeah, it like just every- happens. Like, oh, that's a cool new software. Um, cool. You want to try it? It's like eighteen dollars a month. Great. Yeah. Now you want to add 57 users? Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. Three grand. Yeah. Um, but it's good. And and uh, FreshBooks and QuickBooks are similar too. I mean, I think FreshBooks is like f- four bucks a month or something yeah. uh, for, for a starter plan. And it allows you to do what most small businesses will do. You can do up to, you know, 500 transactions in a month. And you may be thinking when you're first starting, like, I can't wait to get to 500, you yeah. know? So for four bucks a month, you know, or whatever the number is, it's cheap. Um, Google Calendar, you mentioned Mark, um, yeah. is, is great tool. Um, within Google, there's a Google Drive. If you want to use that, I mean, you know, for storing stuff, storing and sharing and collaborating, you know, it's a, it's a pretty simple tool uh, that's pretty easy to use where you can... Um, write up an order and put it in Google Drive and then send a link to a customer in their email and they can click on it and they can see it right there. And there's even spots where people can make notes and stuff like that. Yep. So you can, uh, for accepting money, you know, Stripe and Square, PayPal, you know, these, these are big ones that are used out there. And most of those will integrate with the other pieces of software we're mentioning. And they're very easy. Super easy. Surprisingly yep. easy to use. I think mm. it took me like five minutes to set up Stripe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very easy. Uh, and then, uh, I, you know, I put it, but I mean, good old fashioned Excel yeah. can still yeah. be something that's super useful. And, yep. uh, you know, a lot of folks will say, and, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, um, I don't track anything in Excel because you know, it's all manual, you know, unless you're super, super smart at it. Um, but gosh, I'll take anybody tracking things in Excel over not tracking them at all or putting them on a piece of paper. Absolutely. So, you know, tracking your orders in something like uh, FreshBooks or QuickBooks and, and tracking your projects and in, in, in things like, you know, uh, Asana or Basecamp, you know, I think are better, you know, but um, but if you got, if you can do it in Excel, do it in Excel at least. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, again, talking about Google, if you've got the Google business suite, you know, you've got Google Sheets, which is basically yeah. an online version of Excel. Same thing. Yeah. And you don't have to pay for that. Yep. That's right. Which is nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we went through probably about an hour's worth of stuff here. Yeah. And uh, daily, monthly, daily, weekly, monthly, and I think just the most the most important takeaway I, I have it all is this is this is a framework of things you should be doing. But you've got to make this your own one, and you have to have the 
the uh, just the mental awareness to understand that don't allow excuses of I'm not that type or my business isn't that type to stop you from doing something you know you should be doing. Yeah, I, I so, love that. And you, um, once you decide on what your pattern is going to be, you know, what your, you know, what your daily exercise, what your daily diet, what your daily um, month, weekly and monthly financial life is going to be like, you can schedule that all in a, in a calendar um, super simply whether it's Microsoft or whether it's a Google calendar or um, whether it's a CRM, you can set that every day at 8 a.m., machine maintenance, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday. You know, you can set all this stuff up and then just get reminded of what you've already decided that you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that the, my, the, the wrap-up reason why this is so important, really why it's so important, is because the goal, like more than likely, if you're like most people um, in our industry, this business is not just for you to make money by yourself alone. And then one day you're just going to like have a million dollars and shut the business down. Right. Right. That's probably not the goal for most people. Most people, it's you want to grow to build wealth for yourself, wealth for your family. Maybe you want to grow grow the business big and sell it one day. Maybe you want to grow it big and pass it on to your kids. Um, You actually, you want to grow it to maybe have some employees. So you say right now I wear all the hats, but one day I would like to have a production person and I'd like to have a salesperson and I'll be the manager. Right. And these are the things you have. If you don't have systems built and ways to track things and ways to make sure other people do it right. And it's only all in your brain. And you're a business owner that like, you're smart. You're a smart person out there. You can remember all this stuff and it's all in there. But if it's not built into a system, then when you go to try to hire somebody, you have to figure out a way for them to figure it out. Yeah. But if it's all in uh, fresh books and all your finances there and you have a system for doing it, then you can bring in, you know, uh, somebody into the business and you say, one of the things you're going to do is handle this. Yeah. Here's the software. Here's how you use it. Here's how it all works. Here's how often you do it. Any questions? No, it's yours. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go at it. You know, uh, the calendar says all the updates of things you need to check, you know, the stripe has all this. So um, you're, you're building, you're actually building a business that you could do something with later, whether it's, sell it, pass it off to your kids, hire people, um, or just a fact of like, you get sick and someone's got to come help you. Yeah. Good. All those. So it's all good. All right. I think this has been a good one. And this has also been Mark Stevenson and Mark Viola. You guys have a fantastic, well-organized maintenance intensive business. Yes. I hope you enjoyed the five things that will double your bit, your profits. Triple, triple, triple. <laughs> Bye.